You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 215. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I'm so excited to be exploring what we will be talking about on today's podcast. I actually take an unexpected direction this week from a little lyric at the beginning of the song, The Lion and the Lamb by Big Daddy Weave. It's going to be exciting and sobering stuff that we tackle today. And for me, it's personal. I'll get into all of it on the other side. But first, let's listen. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down And every chain will break His broken hearts declare His praise But who can stop the Lord Almighty? Based on the title of the song, you're probably thinking, I may head over to Revelation chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, which reads, And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. All right, well, Christ is the lion and the lamb. And if you want to explore Revelation chapter 5 and read it in context by reading the chapters before and after it, this is a great song to launch you into that area of scripture. But I was drawn into one phrase, the very first phrase of the song, actually. It says, he's coming on the clouds. Now, I told you it was personal, and here's why. My grandfather used to always tell me that he believed he would live to see Jesus returning on his cloud. It seemed like a fairy tale to me as a young child, but it really isn't. It's all over scripture, and I can't wait to show you all about it. Now, it's so personal because I loved my grandfather very much, and he would read scripture with me, and he loved the obscure nuances of God's word. And Christ captured my heart at a young age because of the influence of my grandparents. And Papa loved the Lord deeply and sincerely. He took every opportunity that he could to share him with others. Even as he lay dying of cancer in the hospital, he was witnessing to nurses and sharing Christ's love. And I have passed on what Papa taught me. Our physical body may very well die on this earth, but there is always a chance that we won't die before we see our our Savior return 
on a cloud. So this week we are going to use the Bible interaction tool exercise of exploring a topic. Now I call these exercises bites. They keep my time in God's word buried. And if you listen to the podcast from week to week, you know that there are some bites that I use more frequently than others. But if my study doesn't naturally lead to using a bite that I haven't used in a while, sometimes I just pick one I haven't used in a while for fun. And Uh, I always say if if any of the bites that I suggest any given week make you wonder or say to yourself, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Well, then perhaps that's the one you should try, you know, because stepping out of our comfort zone is a great way to find new ways to love reading God's word. And that's what I want for you. I want it to be a get to opportunity to read God's word, not a have to in your daily walk with Christ or a should Um, So one of my favorite books of the Bible is the book of Acts. So let's go there first to see Jesus on a cloud. Now, just last week, we discussed coming to the communion table, and we took some time to consider Christ's death, his broken body and poured out blood. And of course, we just celebrated Easter. I hope you had an opportunity to really celebrate his resurrection. And so now we're going to look past his resurrection. And that is where the author of Acts, Dr. Luke, he picks up the story in verse one. In the in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And we had, when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Okay, well, don't you want to just keep on reading? I love the book of Acts. It's such a crazy thought to picture the apostles all standing there looking up into heaven dumbfounded. They had probably gotten pretty used to the resurrected Jesus, just popping into locked rooms and showing up here and there for the last month or so. And don't forget the Bible interaction tool exercise of remembering the people in the Bible were real. Such an important bite. What would you be thinking or feeling right then? You're probably not too far off from at least one of the 11 apostles standing there, right? So you can just picture what you would be thinking as you saw all of this occur. So what do we learn from scripture here? Well, let's take the bite of observation. I'm going to point out two things. Jesus ascended into heaven on a cloud and he will come again in the same manner. Two very important observations as we're going to explore this topic today. Now, perhaps if the apostles would consider carefully, they would have remembered that Jesus talked about this already when he spoke to them about the end of the age. 
So if you hop over to Matthew chapter 24, Jesus speaks clearly about the signs and desolation at the end of the age. He even talks about coming on the clouds in verse 30. It says they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, I want you to read this verse in the context of the entire chapter 24 of Matthew. That's my favorite bite, by the way, reading in context. And the reason is that it will give you a very somber view of all that has to happen before Jesus comes on the clouds with power and great glory. In fact, Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 says it this way, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Why? Isn't this going to be an exciting time when Jesus comes back? Yes and no. I mean, in fact, I I made a list. That's another bite. Identify lists in the text that you're reading and write them down. It, It helps you slow down and really process what you're reading. So Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, I don't have time to read it, but I'll tell you what I wrote down in my list. I want you to go read it and write your own list, even if it's exactly like mine, because the process of doing that is what helps you really engage with scripture. But it says many will claim to be Christ and lead others astray. That's one thing I noticed. We will hear of wars and rumors of wars. That's what Jesus talked about in Matthew 24. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes. Believers will experience tribulation, death, and hate. There will be false prophets, betrayal, hate, lawlessness, And it even adds that the love of many will grow cold. All right, it says in there that although all of these awful things are happening, the time is not yet. Ah, it's a sobering time, this end of the age. There are many differing opinions about the order and timing of these things that Jesus is discussing in in chapter 24. And the study of these end times is called eschatology. There's your fancy word for the day. And while I've actually been taught from every which way on these things, I've I've got a a varied background background. theologically, uh, been exposed to a a variety of ideas. One thing is for sure, (laughs) whether we can wrap our mind around them or not, they will happen. All right. So all you have to do is read Matthew 24 to get a glimpse as to why there may be some wailing, as mentioned in Revelation chapter one, verse seven. All right. So my girls and I uh, were talking one day I cannot remember what Emily said was on her bucket list, but Meredith said, I only have one thing on my bucket list, to which Emily replied, Meredith, you don't even know what a bucket list is, to which Meredith replied indignantly. She said, I do too. A bucket list is a list of things. Oh, wait, that won't work. (laughs) And I said, Meredith, what won't work? She's like, well, a bucket list is a list of things you do before you die. And I want to go to heaven. But you have to die to go to heaven, so it won't work to have it on my bucket list. (laughs) Quick thinking mama that I am, I responded like my papa would have. Well, unless you're taken up on his cloud. And where would we have gotten that idea? Well, from scripture, of course, not just papa, but papa reading scripture. And in his letter to the church of the Thessalonians, Paul is reassuring them with some words of encouragement. 
So while we're feeling a little somber as we're reading Matthew 24, let's slip over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and look in verse 15. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Very encouraging, don't you think? Every time I think of that, I get excited. I, like my papa, want to be taken up with Jesus on his cloud. And it's when I keep reading in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that I really get the prick from the Holy Spirit as to what I'm to do with this information. So we can sit around and talk about the fairy tale or the ideas and what that might be like. And we can even argue about what's going to come first in the end times and all of that. But I just love the idea that Jesus is coming on his cloud. He is returning and there's hope in that. And while I think that there are times when we can just soak in scripture and just enjoy it, even when we don't completely understand it, there is a so what here. So keep reading in verse um, one of chapter five in first Thessalonians. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. You are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. All right. You may have heard that Jesus is coming like a thief in the night, but Paul clearly says you're not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. Don't be surprised. Be ready. Wake up. Be sober and vigilant. Have the presence of mind to not be taken for surprise. Jesus is coming again. So what's next? Well, let's follow the topic of Jesus returning on a cloud. Read Acts chapter 1, go back over to Matthew 24, take in Revelation 1, and look at 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5. Don't rush through it. Explore this topic fully. Make some observations. Write out some lists. Get lost in the context. Oh my goodness, if you kept reading in Acts and you didn't stop, that's okay, right? And enjoy your time in God's word, contemplating your Savior, catching you up on his cloud to be with him forever. While you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or on Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat, And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. And when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Gary from Nebraska, Terry from Texas, Debbie from Florida, and Ben from Oregon, Kim from Alabama, Beverly from Massachusetts, and Lynn from South Carolina. 
welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. And you get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the other resources I create for my episodes from time to time. It's just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. You can follow me on Spotify and subscribe at Stitcher Radio. And if you are in iTunes, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. I'm sitting at 99 reviews in iTunes. Will you be my 100th? Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Shelter by Carrollton to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I have made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 215. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.